0: Damn it,
1: Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. TLDR, you guys are awesome.
0: Time Gloom sticks. Change my mind. Whoops. That's your other podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, the Dork Shared Gooniverse and Geeks Worldwide Radio proudly presents to you the greatest podcast team in the world. He's Fry Guy, Nick Fryer, I'm the Bad Cracker Dr. Joe. Together, we are the TLDR Podcast,
1: baby! How's it going, well, Nicholas? Uh, I think that was even better than last week, because I think there were Again, some right slight changes. That is, uh, I'll tell you what, dude, two for two, right out the gates. I love to see that. I am very impressed. Well done, oh, yeah. sir.
0: Fired I'm, up. Fired I'm
1: up. I'm great. I'm obviously in parts unknown, uh, because usually everybody's used to seeing either my green, a green screen background or my clocks but uh, I'm not at my normal residence at the moment, but I that mean that, we're not going to bring an amazing show today. Uh, and for those who are catching us over on J- Doc's Twitch stream, on YouTube, maybe on, on Twitter, make sure you go and find us in our audio channel as well, especially if you prefer listening to podcasts in audio form, available on Apple, Geeks Worldwide Radio, which is SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. And if you listen to some obscure one, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at TLDR. Is it underscore podjo? Or is there no underscore? Oh, I forget. I should know this off the top of my head. Is I've, it on here i forget is it on here
0: on the scroll here maybe oh yeah it is
1: it is on the scroll there look at that uh yep tldr underscore pod so hit us up there and let us know and we'll make sure we get on whatever (laughs) obscure podcast platform that you listen to but maybe just get into the 21st is 2022 and just listen to the normal stuff anyways joe it is time for us to catch up on what we've been reading i know i have a lengthy list but what do you got for me
0: uh, just a couple, because uh, there was there was a lot lot from Image this week that we're going to be touching upon. Mm. Uh, but I caught up on Jock's uh, finale of One Dark Night, uh, number three. Uh, that was an excellent story. I had to, I had to do a bit of a refresher because it had been so long since issue two came out. But um, as far as Batman stories goes, that's a nice short, tight little story. Um, it's only three issues, so it's not really TLDR. Worthy, but Mm. it's jock. The art's great, the storytelling it's a great story that he tells. A hell of a finish, absolute hell of a finish. So, I recommend uh picking that up when it becomes a collected edition. Uh, Yusagi Ojimbo, uh, number 29, a little bit of a hiatus there. I'm glad that's back, enjoyed it very much. Yeah, um, and then, um, one I wanted to touch upon real quickly here is I caught up because I read the first issue, absolutely loved it. Uh, and I caught up on issues two and three of I Hate This Place, or as the variant covers. Uh, that I buy say fuck this place. Yep. Um, this book is absolutely fantastic. I mean, we're mm-hmm. both reading it, so you know, I figured this was a good a good place to talk about it because yep. we won't be doing a solo episode on it or issue on it, I should say. Um, but this is great because this is a really good, you know, indie horror story. Uh, where man, nobody is fucking safe, and yep. it is it, it's vicious, and someone's dying. Every issue so far, mm-hmm. um, and it ain't pretty. No, uh, but the premise—the uh, premise of the story—which is uh, uh, two women, one of which inherits uh, her a family's farmhouse. Uh, they get there, and uh, there's like a fucking safe room that they find. They watch a video that was uh, a videotape that was left for them. Basically, tell them sorry, uh, but you're now stuck here for the rest of your life. Don't ever go into the woods. You can never leave this place. They will find you lock the doors at night and just they're trying everything they can to rid themselves of this place so far in these first three issues. And it has just been an excellent, excellent horror book. Love the art. It's gritty. It gives a great horror vibe to it. Absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah. The creators on this team, Kyle Starks is the writer and then Artium. Topolin is the uh, artist yep. on this one and uh, the colors to Lee Luthridge, a name we see thrown around quite a bit, especially I think at AWA quite a bit. Yeah, as well. he does a
0: lot of colors at AWA. Yeah.
1: And I'll tell you what this stuff is. This, this issue is, this might be the nastiest one because a lot of the stuff that we get towards the end, but then oh. that last issue too. the last the I mean, bite on gosh. that dude's neck. Ooh. <laughs> so gross. And yeah. then, and then we get a splash at the end of it and it's oh. just like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. this is one thing like we've been kind of hearing about, but don't know. this is a whole lot about. And then you just, you know, enough though, to be like, oh, fuck, this is not good. This situation yeah. got a, infinitely worse. And it was already an awful situation. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's a I horror book with
0: a lot of stakes, a lot of stakes, every yep. issue. Absolutely love it.
1: it. It's, it's, it's full throttle. It would be a TLDR book if we weren't both reading it right out of the gates. Um, right. But thems the breaks. It happens sometimes. Um, but that's everything for you for catching up. Right. Uh, yeah. That's it for me. Okay. Now I also read, I hate this place issue three last week, of course, talking about a little bit there, um, that a little behind on that one, but still we've caught up, uh, Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. I have been behind on these. I've almost completely caught up. I think I just am behind for what's coming out this week. And that's Mighty Morphin 22. So I had to read about three issues of Mighty Morphin, a couple issues of Power Rangers. Really enjoying what they're doing with it right now. Um, It was a little bit, uh, I was thrown off a little bit when it came to the art change on Mighty Morphin. Um, And obviously there was a writer change too because Ryan Parrott is just doing Power Rangers. But um, it's been good over on Mighty Morphin. Power Rangers, I would say, has been even better. Um, And obviously Parrott's staying over there, so I've been really, I obviously enjoy his work immensely. And then one book I know you wanted to talk about last week, but somehow I didn't have time to fit it in, uh, which is, bizarre just how fast this book moves it is a righteous thirst for vengeance issue 10 and yeah uh it made, it made the last issue make a whole
0: lot of sense because you're like what how why what and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like oh those those bastards yeah all oh, bastards those.
1: but then also like wait a minute this is like that happened like you talk about stakes and it's like yeah shit i mean they're pretty high in this series but wow yeah didn't, didn't see that coming at all Remender is
0: absolutely killing it with this book it just it's the most i might make a separate category for when we get to uh the annual uh -hmm. just like for most fascinating book you know with the contenders with this being it this being the winner because this is one of those books where it's just like some issues there's just we've talked about there's just no dialogue and you literally get you go cover to cover in five minutes yeah but you're absolutely like pulled in right yep. and then there's issues like this and there and there was a, a series of issues where the violence really got cranked, you know, uh, you know, to an eleven. So this has just been one of the most fascinating books I think I've ever I've ever read in terms of like just what the fuckness.
1: Yeah, and this is of course drawn by Andre uh, Lima Arujo, and I'll tell you what, like between this and I hate this place, this is these are the kind of like these are two books that are a thousand percent TLDR worthy. Um, I know right Search for Vengeance" would be kind of an odd one to do just because of it's more like it's all about the plot more so than like in depth stuff, but this these are the kind of books where I'm like we need to figure out a way to do uh, m- m- like do something separate from our normal mold you know what i mean yeah
0: i just i just thought of something quick and we can we can you know talk about this this later but it's part of the annual maybe we come up we each come up with like four books each that we didn't talk about on the show or we come up with a list of a consensus list of five or 10 books mm. that we didn't talk about on the show because we both read them and give them quick little Little hits, or maybe that's
1: a separate show altogether. I think, I think it's a separate one altogether, yeah, and we could do that as like a, a holiday season sort of thing, or we could do, we could do that. Yeah, maybe something yeah. we do every once in a while. Yeah, we'll figure something a, out. A on
0: consensus that. top ten books of the year that mm. we didn't talk about on this show. Maybe we do that leading up to the annual, or yeah, something like the, that, right? Yeah, and that way we can we can spend a couple of minutes on each book. Um, you know, yeah, doing that around the holiday season because a lot of these will probably be in collected trades by then, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so like a gift guide, kind of thing, or something like that. We'll figure yep. it out.
1: Yeah, we'll f- we'll figure something out. The toughest part in the end, though, just so everybody knows, will be figuring out how we want to label the episode because we you know we have compendiums and and all that kind of stuff. In annuals, we try and keep a theme, but it's not one always shot. as e- it's not always as easy. It could be one shot, but it but we're not gonna do it just once. Like it be a one shot annual, like it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So yeah, we'll, it's, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it f- we'll out. We'll figure out. Obviously we're doing our solicitation episode too. And let's yeah, actually, you ready to get that one started actually?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So one quick thing about hmm. this month that I noticed going through it all is that not, re- not real, uh, not real big on the number ones. There's, hmm. there's some number ones we're definitely looking forward to. And there's some, there's, there are some big, but you like Marvel, for example, DC, uh, like, like, Nah, not a ton i'm, I'm really interested in so hey, let's let, let's start with week one here uh nicholas and yep. uh and I'll, I'll 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 take the show here we'll, of we'll, course uh, you know with marvel here so week one so this week um august 3rd 2022 uh we have moon knight 14 uh immortal x-men number five x-men red number five ghost rider number five iron man 22 legion of x number four new fantastic Four number three spider punk number four Hmm. spider-man 2099 exodus number five x-men 92 house of xc2 number three i there's going to be a point in today's solicit nicholas where i just lose my goddamn mind because i'm sick of the length of some of these fucking titles uh star wars the halicron legacy number five mech strike monster hunters number two and then we have a few number ones here, which I'll just rattle off real quick because neither of them really seem to be ones that were um, all too interested in. So we have Demon Wars, The Iron Samurai number one written by Peach Pomoko and Zach Davison uh, with art by Peach Pomoko. Another thing I've noticed a lot uh, this month is that there's a lot of anthology type um, books coming out where like there's like mm. four, five, six writers. So there's a bunch of books that are extra long with with a bunch of stories and which kind of drove me nuts because I just want to keep, keep these uh, things uh, nice and tight. Oh, you want to do our solicits? Yeah, it's brutal.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. yeah.
0: Um, and then uh, the other number one from Marvel this week is Edge of Spider-Verse, number one, written by various art by various because I didn't um, want to type out a thousand different artists and a thousand different writers, but this is the leading edge of the Spider-Verse brought you you, uh, brought you Spider-Gwen and Penny Parker. The final edge will introduce to you some of the most important characters in the future of the Spider-Verse, but it will also slice uh, the final stand um, of the web. So it's just, just a lot going on in this issue that I don't particularly care about.
1: It's got Spider-Man to war and Spider-Rex though, for those who are interested in those
0: there there's the covers for some of the, the 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 varying covers for this book though are dope as shit i, w- yeah. I will give it that
1: so um, D- dc though definitely a better first week of august obviously that's what we're dealing with right now yeah. um we got batman 126 i know we want to get to that in a little bit um of course written by our, our pal chip Zdarsky. but dark crisis issue three DC this one versus- this one this one i refuse to fucking
0: write dark crisis on infinite whatever Infinite Crisis, whatever they changed the fucking name to, right? Oh you, yeah, see? I yeah, refuse. Right. It's, just, yeah. it's just fucking darker. I'm sick of the fucking Final Crisis, Infinite Crisis, Dark yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths.
1: That's what no. it is now. Yeah. Out, no, I just wrote
0: so you'll notice I just wrote Dark Crisis, so it wasn't writing all that goddamn shit on every fucking time,
1: right? Of course, I, I forgot about that change, but yeah, th- that's right. I that digress, is, that's no, it's okay. Yeah, uh, uh, we got DC versus vampires issue eight, Flashpoint Beyond issue four, and Poison Ivy issue three. I'm uh, planning to do Poison Ivy on the show after the first two issues. We'll see how the third one is. Um, then we got Batman Killing Time issue six, Harley Quinn 18, Batman Beyond Neo Year issue five. Aquaman, Andromeda, Issue Two, Multiversity, Team Justice, Issue Three. We do have quite a few number ones, Joe. But why don't you tell me a little bit about how uh, Chip's second issue on Batman went?
0: It is so good, man. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I mean, Mm -hmm. the the first issue was great because you know it. It. I I don't know if you've read it or not, but the first issue right out right out of the shoot, right, he was taking on penguin it's been out a month now so i'm gonna no no no
1: no you're george i i read it i started reading it before one of the shows and then i didn't finish it and then i never went back to it so
0: so i'm gonna spoil some shit here from the from the last episode but he's dealing with the penguin and the penguin is actually fairly maniacal in this issue and he kind of attempts to outsmart batman and he almost kind of does but penguin meets his maker which was a hell of a way to kick off your debut uh you know run on batman but the seeds get planted in the first panel of the first page in the last panel uh, of the last page of the last Batman book where something's going on in the Batcave and you don't know what the hell's going on and is the entire premise for this issue. And what I said with Batman 125 was that it was... We've, we've seen Chip um, take on, uh, you know, Batman with... Um, uh, what's, what's the other Batman book he's writing right now? It's... Um, the Night. The night, right, and we're seeing sort of Bruce Wayne, you know, morphing into Batman, and we're seeing a flawed Bruce Wayne and how he sort of works his way up and he and he finds his way and how he it never becomes the Batman that we all know and love. What we get in this is we're getting a Batman who he's starting to lose a step, and mm-hmm. he is he gets knocked around a bit. And it is awesome, and you get the entire Bat Family in here, and 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 the, the 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 character in which he is going up against is a very formidable foe, and he kicking the shit out of everyone. And it is awesome. The artwork in here, uh, Jorge Jimenez's art has been fantastic. Chip storytelling, it's been great. So again, if you haven't been reading, you know, you know the Batman run, whether it be King into Tynan, Tynan into Williamson, you know, you could pick this up, get going. It's absolutely fantastic.
1: I'll tell you what. Um, have you seen the? Have you started watching the Harley Quinn show yet? I forget. I haven't
0: watched season three yet. I'm um, I, I'm through. Okay. I'm through the first two seasons, but I haven't so, watched
1: three yet. There's a thing. I'm not. It's this is not too spoilery, but like you, th- when you get to the third episode, there's a thing. There's a thing that happens that you say like Batman getting kicked around a little bit. It made me think of of that moment. Um. So when you watch episode three. Text me let okay. me know because it's it's just uh yeah. I am just gonna leave it at that. I know it's pretty vague. Dr. Yeah. Psycho
0: might be my favorite character on that show, by the way. Him and Croc. I mean, uh, not Croc, Clayface. Mm-hmm. Croc oh, i those two. Yeah. What about Bane? Because I know Billy loves Bane. Bane yeah, Bane, Bane, is great, but there's just something about like those two just bickering like an old couple. Well, it's fantastic.
1: I think Psycho's Psycho's out of the picture now,
0: uh, after the last season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 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 I think you're right, but and he's then, been one of my favorites. Okay,
1: he's cuz he's not even in the first 3 episodes. because cuz I've started rewatching from the beginning again. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's great. I mean, I I love the whole team in general. Um Clayface actually used to piss me off quite a bit, but he's starting to grow <laughs> on me. But yeah, I mean, like it's also like he's kind of suppo- I can see how he's supposed to piss you off, but what they do with Bane in these first 3 episodes, outstanding. Love oh, what they're okay. doing with oh, Ivy. I love Ivy. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, – but, yeah, so awesome stuff on on, on Batman. Um, speaking of which, we obviously got the first issue of a little spinoff in the Murphyverse that we've been waiting on for a while, uh, myself especially. Batman White Knight Presents Red Hood, issue one, of course, written by Sean Murphy with his co-writer, Clay McCormack, and then the artist on this was Simone DeMeo. Um, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Four words that saved Jason Todd's life and destroyed his future forever. Banished by his mentor and damaged by the Joker, the former Robin is left to become something different, something stronger, a relentless force for uh, for justice in the city. Red Hood. Um, so I'm not going to go further on the synopsis. Did you read this?
0: I did. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was, I, I wouldn't say it was like, knock your socks off. Like No,
0: fantastic. it's it's not like, well, to me, I okay. It's not, I'm not, give, I give it like an eight and a half. Yep, that's exactly right? where I'm at. Eight and a half. Right? Yep. Um, because what what I love about the Murphy verse is just the subtle tweaks to the origin story. Yep. Right. So this isn't Red Hood. It, you know, this isn't canon Red Hood. Right. Mm. This is. I no. loved. I loved the fact that it started at Bruce Wayne as Batman, and you see that and that that idea that he's been shunned and outcast, um, and the, I just thought the whole story was very interesting. I I enjoyed this take, Murphy's take on Red Hood, although it seems different from what we are getting in um Batman uh the White Knight the 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 the, the um the the, the the main um sure.
1: Yep, the main uh, what yes, the
0: f- Beyond the White Knight. Yes, thank you. Beyond the White Knight, the uh, mm-hmm. Batman Beyond. It, it's yeah. two different things there. 100. Well, now we're looking yeah.
1: at this character's history a little bit, and then obviously the relationship with this Robin that has kind of popped up out of nowhere. But yeah, there are some really staunch differences when you look at what they've, what um, Murphy has done with with Red Hood, especially in the in the White Knight universe. And one of the big reasons is like someone's gone in this universe, like they're gone. So you, know, as much as Batman did think that he was dead up until like I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't know if it was Curse or if it was the original Batman White Knight, but he thought I, actually I think it was I think it was the original one. He didn't know at that point um but yeah. anyways, he found out in the course of this series so yeah it's, it's it, i think it's, that's very interesting um and i love the interaction between him and dick grayson too like he yeah. has like dick grayson has no clue who he is like yeah because as, as far as as far as the bat family concerns like jason todd like that robin he's gone he's, yeah. he's dead so yeah it yeah. was um yeah, I re- I really enjoyed his interaction with, and I like the it.
0: new character they introduced. I I, I thought yeah. she was I thought she was pretty cool. Yeah, so I, yeah I good. enjoyed this very much.
1: Yeah, so a solid start to this, and we're gonna get solid more start, of yeah. this. Um, and of course we also got the new champion of Shazam from Josie Campbell and Evan Shander. Uh, we also got a couple Azrael titles. I was actually thrown off when we saw two Azrael titles in the same week. It's like it seems like odd planning on DC's part, but we got Sword of Azrael by Dan Waters and Nicola. I'm gonna butcher this. It Says Magia, and then we got Sword of Azrael, Dark Knight of the Soul, again uh, by Dan Waters and Nicole Says Magia. I guess stay consistent at least. Um, so this is I- I'm interested in this show. I don't know the whole hell of a lot about it, but um, it's Azrael. So, like, I'm, I'm interested in Asriel because he was obviously in White Knight. And we've seen him, obviously, he's a Batman um, villain and sometimes ally. So I, I'm interested in giving this one a look. But not enough that that's top of the list because there's so much from some of these other companies, including yeah. Image. We want to take us through well,
0: them? Yeah. Uh, well, so. <laughs> Where to begin? Hmm. Where to begin? You're not as voluminous as DC and um, as Marvel this week, but every one of these book fucks. Uh, Spawn 322 uh twig number 4 which was excellent. I fucking love this book. True. Uh Little Monsters number 6 by Lemire also uh fantastic issue. The Closet continues to be really good. It's it's one of those horror books where it's like it's slow, it's slow, it's slow but if it wasn't for the imagery, you know, maybe I'm out on this book because it it really is the imagery and the juxtaposition between what's happening with the little kid and what's happening with the father. Mm. That dynamic really... Um, Time Before Time, 15. The Scumbag, 14. Sweet Paprika, number 11. That Texas Blood, number 16. And then before we jump into the number ones, Nicholas, and
1: the end of the arc, (sighs) Philadelphia, twenty-four. I mean, it's not even a question. Like this is by far the best arc of this series. And you can't oh. always say that with every title. I know we've said it at about seven secrets, um, fairly recently, but we over at boom, but there's a lot of titles that like, you know, you, I know you said it with some of them. Like they kind of lose their steam. They lose direction. You get to the fourth arc and it's like, you know, that's definitely, you're, you're playing with fire. Philadelphia has never been better. Never no. been better. No,
0: no. And, and so at the end of the book, um, you know, uh, Rodney Barnes. You know, writes the little letter. You know, and he, he says, you know, I've been promising you a war. Well, now war has come. This is the end of our You know, the fourth arc, and the fifth arc is you know not too far along. And he 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 talked about the Kiliverse, mm. and he talked about how we're going to see the Kiliverse eventually come together. Nice. And he talked about Nita Hawes Volume Two returning and all that. So uh mm. he's got he's got a title or two, you know, within the verse over on Substack. But like, shit's yeah. getting real. It's all it's all going it's all coming together, man. And this issue again, like this arc, the last three issues have been some of Alexander's best art at its most yeah and gruesome.
1: Yeah, man I'll Tell you what, there's one with the werewolves. Yes. Where I'm like- whoa it was just one word on the whole it's just his
0: power right (laughs) whatever it is something like that yeah ferocious man yeah it is is power look at you fucking awesome look at me so good so good
1: um yeah and and there's been i so i actually don't have a subscription to Substack, as you know um and i've thought about rodney's is one of the ones i've thought about because it was johnny gatling is that the the dude yeah, from yeah, Hell, yeah. who I believe yeah. popped up in Nita Hawes, which we're getting more Nita Hawes this month. Very excited about that return. Yeah. Um, that, I, I, like, I might—that's the one where I might pull the trigger on. There was one other one I was considering, but Rodney's—I mean—he's doing so much with Philadelphia right now. Nita Hawes, like, it's—they've been amazing. So I kind of am thinking if I'm gonna—if if I'm gonna pull the trigger, it's gonna be that one. Um, and I'll tell you what, dude, Toussaint is my cool. favorite character in Philadelphia. Period. End of discussion. Like no, yeah. no, two ways about it. I loved seesaw; thought he was awesome. I think the stuff they're doing with George Washington has been outstanding. John Adams, his whole story arc has been, you know, kind of wild. But Toussaint, man, that dude is a badass motherfucker. The cover for <laughs> Philadelphia Twenty Four is outstanding. It's like a yeah. like cover, year worthy kind of thing for me. And look, I understand for most people, it's like, oh, you, like, you might want something a little more. I don't know, extravagant. You want all these characters on there, and that's what's going to be a cover there for me. I just want something that like screams badass or screams fucking scary. Something to that end. And in this case, we kind of get a bit of both. Like I'm not scared of Tucson, but like for the vampires, that that dude, that image right there was that would scare the fuck out of me. Yeah, they should be.
0: Yeah, it was excellent. Absolutely excellent.
1: It's wild uh, you're so right about station Sean Alexander though. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: it's just getting better and better and better. It's like, wild. Holy, it's, holy shit. Never would have thought it,
1: like that guy could have made improvements. Like I just like he has yeah. a style, it kicks the ass, and I love it. He was awesome on spawn too, and yeah. he's gotten better.
0: Yeah, fun. yeah, which you love to see. Yeah. Um, so we got a bunch of number ones uh this week. Now I thought mm-hmm. this book was coming yeah. out last month because I feel like we said mentioned this on, on July solicit. Uh Razor Blades, small cuts, James Tynan. Uh, Martin Simmons is essentially his little razor blades magazine, all the all the short stories kind of put into one volume, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what collection uh, for people to read. But there's two number ones from Image, uh, one of which we have talked about at length, um, mm-hmm. and that's The Dead Lucky written by Melissa Flores uh, mm-hmm. with art by French uh, Carlo and you know, you can go back and you could listen to our friarside chat with Melissa, it was absolutely fantastic. We we really dove into this book and in the multi um um the massiverse. the massiverse, Jesus Christ, not the multiverse. Yeah, that's the that's the shit going on in Marvel. Uh the Massiverse. And this was such a, a great book. If you haven't picked it up yet, if you haven't put it on your FOC. As soon as you're done listening to this go, you know, to your local comic shop and throw it on your list. Uh because the art is fantastic, the story is fantastic and you know how, you know, where the whole massive verse is going. Like you should be reading all of it. Hmm. Um so yeah. for those who haven't listened, you know, to to the interview or just the, the synopsis of the dead lucky san francisco is changing tech consortium Morrow is building the city of the future with peacekeeper robots looming over every corner and wherever Morrow isn't the salvation gang is bibiana lopez yang is uh, changing too she came back from afghanistan with ptsd and the ability to control electrical currents if she can hold it together she might be the hero san francisco needs but against an enemy this big it isn't enough to be good she'll have to be lucky I mean, just chef's kiss. Yes, book.
1: I I cruise through this thing like it was yeah. nothing. obviously we read it a while back. So we got to wait even longer for the friggin second issue. <laughs> not ex- not happy about that. But then them's the breaks. Um, I'll tell you what, man, this character is so cool. Like that's yeah. the, that's the thing that's blown my, my mind away about all, all this massive stuff is like, you know, we obviously like radiant Blacklock, like, like radiant red, excited for the radiant pink stuff, which Melissa is going to be involved in as well. Um. They're all cool. And there's other characters within there to shift and whatnot. But man, rogue son is awesome. And then dead lucky too. Like I'm looking at these characters and I think we said it to Melissa, you're hoping that Kyle's going to hear it or she's going to tell Kyle. We need action figures for these characters, man. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're freaking awesome. They
0: have has, they have Hasbro connections at the very least. Yeah yes right? it's true. <laughs> this, this is very true
1: man they got some awesome shit um and and i loved i love this character like bb yeah. B- is is awesome she has a ton of upside and definitely like at the same time a different vibe than dylan a much different vibe yeah. than dylan so a very welcome addition to the and, and all of
0: these characters are flawed in in, in all different ways which yeah. is great because i think that that that's what we love so uh, each character wildly different from the next, but they're all, they're all connected in some Must way, shape, stuff. or form. So Must hands down. Stuff. Yep. Um, This other number one, which I haven't had a chance to read yet, but I'm, I'm planning on it. Golden Rage, written by Chrissy Williams, art by Lauren Knight. In a world where older women who've been deemed useless to society are abandoned on an island, Golden Rage documents their golden years of making friends, baking dessert, and fighting to the death. I'm just I, picturing a fucking Golden Girls Fight Club.
1: It's it's um I would say it's more like the impression I'm getting is more like Gang Wars with it, kind of. Yeah, like that's that's <laughs> what I, I so I read this. And oh, you did read it? Okay, I, I did read it, and it, I I was like very interest. Like off the rip, you're just like, huh? What the fuck's going it on? It just
0: seems so fucking bizarre, man. And and it is
1: bizarre. And by <laughs> the end of it, it's you're still kind of like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Like yeah. it's, re- it's like, it's, it's really all over the place, but at the same time, um, I did enjoy it. I'm going to give it, I'm definitely going to look at the next issue. Um, It looks like you're going to get some serious, you got some action in the course of all this. You're going to get more, but there's definitely still a lot of questions that I need answered. So um, huh. it's not, nice. it's an odd nice. book, but like it's scratching itches that like, it's got to scratching itches. I'm like, oh, okay, like, all right, I'm definitely going to give this the second issue a read. No question about it. Love that. Yeah. love that. Uh of course from Skybound which prints through Image, uh we got Stillwater issue 14 this week. Um then we move over to Boom and whew, so we got Magic Gathering issue 17 which I fell off on a long while back. Maybe I'll eventually hop back on that sometime. But we got Basilisk issue 10 from friend of the show Cullen Bunn. We got Mighty Morphin 22 which I will read between now and next week cuz I'm I don't want to be behind anymore. But then Joe from Boom, probably. I mean, we we were talking about Philadelphia, but this might be the comic of the week. At least mm, this at least has the ending of it's the. Week. for me.
0: yeah It's for me. I mean, I think I sent you what no less than fifteen eyeball emojis. The
1: most eyeball emojis you've ever sent me in one in one like sitting, I guess, because it was three yeah. separate texts. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, if, it, uh, Once in future twenty eight.
0: Yes. Once in future twenty eight. Um. And I think part of it, too, is that we now know that this book is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with this issue 28, so is it issue 30, right? Yep. yep. I think October is when it's ending. Yep. So, like, that's devastating. I was absolutely gutted because I know I know that you could tell from this arc where I had the feeling from this arc that they were, they were planning on wrapping up this story soon. But I was hoping they wouldn't. I I was hoping they'd find a way and and keep it going, which is a stark contrast to where I felt, you know, 15 issues ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But they, you know, Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora and... um, Tamara Bonvillain. Tamara Bonvillain have just really just upped up their games just all around and so like it's fitting okay this is where it should end it's gonna be 30 issues you're gonna you know buy the how many collected volumes it's gonna sit in your bookshelf and it's gonna look sexy as hell and you're gonna pick it up and you're gonna read it every so often because it's that good and so this issue is is obviously it is setting up the final battle right and and how this book ends was absolutely gutting dude absolutely gutting because you saw it coming but you didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. And, and what happens and you go fuck. Yep. N- fuck, you know? Yeah. Just fuck, you know? And man mm-hmm. like I I love that and I hate it because I think we've I know I don't know if we've talked about it here I know I've talked about it with Billy. But like stranger things for example, right? Like Yeah, there were some stakes but they were safe stakes, right? We didn't lose anyone. You, we lost a great character. Ugh. We I mean, we love Eddie. Go. It's it's not like we lost fucking Will or Dustin or Steve. You know, like okay, you know, we, we lost Pop Pop. Fuck that guy. And 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 we lost Eddie. Okay, yeah, it sucks. But like, the stakes haven't really been there. And and so like we talk about stakes and I hate this place. And now like here, like fuck. Yeah. Right. That's, that's okay. Like we, we always worry about, you know, who's Tom Taylor going to, you know, ax off when he takes a hold of the nightwing, thankfully. Right. Not yet, at least, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but man, it was tough. This was a tough one. And uh, I can't wait to see how it wraps up.
1: Yeah. This, so before getting, you know, adding on to what you're saying about the interior stuff the cover, Dan Moore's cover for this thing, oh. is like I, I'm looking at it right now, Joe, and I'm I'm just thinking I've only this, really put so this, much
0: of it on here, but right,
1: this guy is just gonna be a co- like even if he gets tired of of like he, he's never gonna have a tough time finding a job as long as God comics enough. are a thing. Like we've known that, but it's just like he's like I'm talking, he could be 80, and if he can do the, like like 75 of this, he's gonna be fine. Like he's always gonna have yeah. work because this is. This is nuts. I mean, in the main cover is Nimue, Lancelot, Robin Hood, we got a dragon and then I don't know what that other monster thing is on the bottom right-hand corner. But this thing is fucking. I'm just it's just outstanding, and it's kind yeah. of like a. In some ways, it is like a simple cover. It's not like he goes and does anything fucking nuts. Um. So like again, I talk about how I love that Philadelphia cover. This is right there with it, and I also love yeah. Robin Hood. Like, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Maura and Gillen's Robin Hood is nuts. But yeah, That's the end, Fantastic. The ending of this issue, um, I th- I was surprised that they like I-, I thought they were like okay we're teasing this for our next issue. Nope, we're just gonna fucking do it now, and <laughs> it's for like instance. all right. Yep, it's all right. All right. It's uh, it's so you know, we still got two issues left. So it's just a matter of maintaining those things. As much yeah. as I don't want them to, like I'm gonna respect it a lot more if they maintain them. Um but also like it means like anything can fucking happen at this point. Yeah, yeah. So yep. it's chef's kiss for once in yep. future twenty eight. Yep. Um and then we move over to Dark Horse. We got Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, uh blackout issue three. Um this is a mouthful. Then, for for first issues, we got Frankenstein New World by Mike Mignola, Christopher Golden, Tom Snigowski with art by Peter Bergting. And then we got Survival Street, which is written by James Osmus and Jim Festante with art by Able Kusanov. Um, Okay, nothing that interests us really, uh, but there is something from AWA that you actually reviewed that interests me.
0: Yeah, this this is this, Nicholas. There is not a book that is more up here, Alley, and one that just gives me so much glee to call dibs on. Yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> this book you is should... so perfect for you. Yeah. I wrote the review for it, and you yeah. didn't have the time to, to to check it out the review and edit it before it went live. Right. So you have no idea what it's about. And I'm gonna right. call dibs, and it is so fucking sweet to make you we have to wait for this. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, are you really gonna do this to me no
0: i'm not gonna do that to you nicholas but dude you like
1: okay thank (laughs) you dude you fucking broke my heart right there i was like this is like the meanest thing he's ever done to me you you're gonna love this book fuck you you can't read it (laughs) it no this
0: book is is fantastic so this is again you know uh review is up on geeks worldwide right now and um, uh sacrament of emotions motherfucker uh sacrament number one from awa studios written by peter milligan and art by uh Marcelo Frusin, who i wrote in my review i am ashamed to admit i am not familiar with his art but i am now and i will be going forward because the art in this book is absolutely fantastic but let's hmm. let's jump into the synopsis real quick the exorcist meets alien in this sci-fi horror story In the year 3000, mankind abandoned Earth and fled into outer space. Now a disgraced priest called into action to perform an exorcism on a remote space colony is about to discover that no matter how far you run, you can't escape your demons. The devil is in uh, fact real. And so this is a story that takes place, obviously, in a dystopian type future where religion is basically outlawed. Hmm. anyone who practices religion anyone who worships if you get caught they memory wipe you and put you in prison camps and uh it's it's not great bob uh but okay. the main character uh father vaz uh you know he you know he's he's a character who you find out certain things about his past he's got a certain reputation and uh it he's a, he's again he's another great flawed character in this book and so as as you're as you're reading the story, it's it's kind of slow, um, because it's doing a little bit of world building and a little bit of character building that's not a knock on it, it's not taking away from it, right? But then once there's a certain point and you go, Oh fuck, mm. it is on, and this shit's gonna get real and it's gonna get terrifying real fast. Mm. And you know, uh, you know, Fruzen's art is just you know. He uses his color palette is a lot of cool blues, you know, various, you know, light greens. And just it kind of creates this bleak, bleak future that you would, you know, you know, like being void of spirituality. Like this is kind of like a world in in the color palette that that you would kind of imagine. Ah. But then there's 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 when you see flashes of red in this book, which signify what you think it signifies. Oh fuck, baby! It is, it is something else. And so, like, start to finish, this is a this is an excellent first issue because it does its job as we always say of hooking you in. And this just follows a long tradition of AWA books that push the envelope a little bit. That's gritty. That is definitely for you know a, an older audience. Um, doesn't pull any punches, and um, just it's an excellent. Excellent first issue to what should be a
1: very excellent uh, series. I'll tell you what. I so when I see the name, I'm interested. When obviously when I see it from AWA, that makes me even more interested. uh This synopsis, I mean, again, like I, I see it all, and I'm like, yes, I need to read this. Hearing what you have to say though, too, like like the, I've been sold in like five different ways. I'm I'm in, I'm in. so like the fact that you almost called dibs on this shit, like I would have told you, I mean, like I
0: mean, it's up your alley on, on so many levels, Nick, right. Because it's got that sort of religious, you know, um, aspect to it. Right. Um, and, and one of the things I, I loved about it too, was like the, the cover of the, uh, one of the alt. I think it's the alternate cover. Um shows you know Your character sort of in an upside down cross You know upside down he's in that Sort of upside down crucifix pose And you see that a couple of times Uh you know in the book And so like with the lettering Right the, that symbol that upside down Cross is used in some of the Dialogue boxes to kind of give you a sense Of like you know who's talking and I just Thought that was such a cool touch Um and so just just Everything about it the story the characters The themes um it's this is a this is a nick fryer book and if wow. i had any balls i would have called dibs on it and really would have made your wait but <sighs> i'm a good guy nicholas
1: well i was thinking about that guy. when when i saw this title and i was like okay again title in awa because we now have all the review copies as so we see what's coming out week to week i was thinking like this would possibly be a book i could call dibs on but like joe does joe handles the awa reviews for geek for whites so like i can't like I just want the people at AWA to know, like if you're listening, and I don't do, you don't ever hear me doing a, a book for you guys, like on the show. Just understand, like I can't, because the way our show works, I can't. Just, go
0: go just to their website. World. They still have an entire catalog of books I haven't I haven't read yet. I haven't read everything. I mean their new offer, stuff.
1: Still. I mean their new stuff. is all as all I'm so, talking about. So get on there, Nicholas. There's, there's a whole host of books. I was just talking to a buddy of mine, by the way, my, my friend, that's um, former guy in the chair from Change Your Mind, Tim Weisberg, um, who's a paranormal investigator. I was trying to tell him about a hotel and uh, oh. how, like that's one that's a must read horror for anybody yeah, that likes yeah, horror yeah. stuff. He's a Yusagio Jimbo guy too, right? He is a Yusagio Jimbo guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great guy. Um if you're into supernatural stuff, go find him on Twitter at Tim Weisberg. Um, as for the rest of this week, we got Fox in the Hair issue two from Vault. I did want to read that first issue just to see what the fuck it's about, but I, I haven't the covers looked that. really great. I haven't yeah. read it either. Yeah, um, Dynamite, we got Red Sea, the issue four, which you're reading. And then from Aftershock, we got The Vineyard by Brian Hawkins and Sammy Cavella. Um, might give us a look, I'm not certain, but that's that's it for this week. We got to move into the second week of August as we really get into the uh, the solicit here. Joe, lead us off for August 10th in Marvel. So we have The
0: Amazing Spider-Man 7, uh, The Avengers number 59, Axe Judgment Day number 2, Punisher number five, uh, Venom Lethal Protector number five, Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 26, Black Panther number eight, Captain America Sentinel of Liberty number three, Shorten the title, Han Solo Chewbacca number five, which I shortened, uh, Captain Carter number five, uh, Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor number three. <laughs> <laughs> He's just read the titles for Marvel now. Yeah. <laughs> for everybody. Make it, keep it short. Keep it short. Uh, And then we have um, a slew of number ones. The first one I just want to mention with a little bit of, uh, you know, give a little bit of time to is Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever, written by friend of the show, Benjamin Percy, with art by Juan Jose Rip. Uh, celebrating 50 years of vengeance, Johnny Blaze, still reeling from his time in Hayden's Falls, seeks the counsel of a seer named Necro the Tattooist, who uses his needle to bring back dark truths to the surface. What follows is not only a wild tour through Ghost Rider's lost history, but also a warning about the future and an examination of the troubling weight of legacy. So yeah. Percy's been killing Ghost Rider. That sounds fantastic. I mean, he, When we had him on, he talked about them doing something big for the, uh, the 50th anniversary there. So uh, that'll definitely be a must read uh, the remaining number ones. We have predator number one written by Ed Brisson and Kev Walker. We have X-Men legends written by Roy Thomas and art uh, uh, by uh, Dave Watcher. Uh, we have miss Marvel and Wolverine written by Jody Hauser art by Z Carlos. Um, and then we have giant sized Gwen Stacy uh, written by Christos Gage. And art by Todd uh, Nock, and this just to be um, uh, uh, another sort of anthology sort of story. And then we have Avengers and Moon Girl written by Muhal uh, Mashigo with art by DGNs, uh Neves.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. It's a lot, but not a lot we care about. I will say Nock yeah. is an impressive artist. It looks like they're doing a lot of Miss Marvel stuff this month. But that Ghost Rider shit, I, I can't help but wonder, jo, as I was, because I was, I didn't get to finish it before the show, but I was trying to catch up on Ghost Rider. Um, and reading it, I'm like, I wonder if he was a non-Marvel character, non, non-Big 2 character, like started at the same time as Spawn or something like that, if he would be a lot bigger. Because Ghost Rider is so freaking cool, man. Uh, he really is.
0: I just think he's a. I think, you know, because Marvel is just oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Marvel goes dark and they tell they tell great stories. But I think like there's an image of Marvel where it's like like Spider-Man, Captain America, right? You know, still for kids, still for kids, even though they got a lot of stuff that's not for kids. But like Ghost Mm -hmm. Rider is just he's sort of a visual arresting uh, character to look at. Yep. Right. And so like it's hard to sell Ghost Rider to uh, the population that they want because they want to they, they want to get readers young and they want to pull them in. and They want to keep them there for life yep. as all these all these studios do. So yep. he's a
1: character that's hard to do that with
0: mm-hmm. yep. that. That
1: could that, that could be it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think that is a very, very fair way to put it. Um, Then we move over to DC. We got Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 14. Harley Quinn, 19. Batgirls, 9. Batman Urban Legends, 18. Jurassic League, 4. I Am Batman, 12. Future Saint Gotham, 16. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, issue 3. Naomi, season 2, issue 6. And then Wonder Woman, 790. As for issue ones, we have Dark Crisis, World Without a Justice League, Green Lantern (laughs) uh, by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Jeremy Adams with art by Nadia Shamas and Jackson Herbert. Of course, this is a Dark Crisis tie-in. And then we get the continuation of Deceased uh, with Deceased, War of the Undead Gods written by Tom Taylor, art by Trevor Hairsign. Um, I read the Constantine stuff, so it was the—I think I've read— I've not read all of DC. So I've read some of it. So I'm going to try and I got to catch up and try and get in. It's so that way I can get on top of this. Um, Cause it, it is some awesome stuff. They've incorporated a lot of the, their characters. And I think when Tom Taylor, whatever that recent bit he did with Constantine was um, with like, he had a Constantine title and he did DC stuff with Constantine. It was all interesting. So he got a pretty good hold on that character. Um, and obviously Tom Taylor's going to do a ton of stuff over at DC now that he's solo DC. Um, what about Image? So we have
0: King Spawn 13, Eight Billion Genies number four, Slumber number six, A Town Called Terror number five, hmm. Stonehenge book one, The Dragon and the Boar two, um, Unnatural Blue Blood number two, written by Mirka and Dolfo, uh Prodigy, The Icarus Society number two, Uh, And then we have two number ones. We have Love Everlasting, number one, written by Tom King, with art by Elsa uh, Chartier. And then we have uh, The Deadliest Bouquet, written by Erica Schultz, with art by uh, Gabe Contreras and Cariola uh, Barella. Jasmine Hawthorne uh, was a hard edged Nazi hunter who trained her children well in the art of espionage. But in 1998, when her complicated past finally catches up with her, it's up to her Her three estranged daughters, Rose, Poppy, and Violet, to solve their mother's murder. And if they can avoid killing each other, if they can avoid killing each other in the process. So, yeah, 100% I'm going to read this. It's killing Nazis, uh, spy stuff. Uh, murder mystery, and one of the characters named Violet. Uh, Yes, one hundred percent. That's the big one on this. Yep, because one of the
1: characters' name is Violet. Right as soon as I heard that, yep, okay, that explains it. This sounds really good. This sounds really interesting. (laughs) And we've gotten to look at Love Everlasting too. Joe and I have gotten to look at the first what four or five issues, and it's interesting. I think so. Yeah, we were hoping to do a little something a little more expansive on the show. Um, but it is interesting. It's also kind of like you're reading this series. It's like the fuck's going on like I, I i will say joe as i read it i was thinking this is going to be a tough one for for people as a monthly i think if you release this as a graphic novel right away as a trade then it would be has a to li- be yeah but it's it's it has not to be
0: because it took like the first the way the first issue ended and then the way the second issue it was like three issues in before i finally like really like okay now yeah. i got it Yep. Right. And we could read the fir- first five issues, um, you know, all at once. And that was a great way to do it because by the end, I'm like, this, this is this is a really unique way to tell a story. I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying this. But if I had to wait month to month, and if there was ever a delay, uh, I could see this as maybe being something like you kind of fall off on.
1: Yeah, and I know when we had Sean on Sean Lewis on a while back, he talked about like the propulsion that you get from with monthlies that you need in in a, in a single issue with with this one it's just like the first one we don't get that the second one we at least get it but to have it yeah. like all that be it in the second issue was kind of confusing i will so yeah. for the people who want to give this a shot you're just going to have to be a little bit patient with it because once you get to that second issue and then you finish it up it's like okay this is good and then it kind of turns up as we get into the, the uh, ensuing yeah, yeah, yeah. issues so yep. that's that's all with that one um then we go over to power rangers we got uh I mean, it's a boom. We got Power Rangers 22, Dark Horse, The Ward, issue three. Um, We got Mind Management, Bootleg, issue two. I haven't read The Ward two, but I read the first one. I did like that one. Um, As for first issues from Dark Horse, we got another Hellboy title, Hellboy and the BPRD, 1957, Falling Sky, issue one, with mike mcnola and chris robinson i feel like we've gotten a bunch of falling sky stuff i don't know what that is but yeah, maybe yeah. I'm wrong.
0: every every week there's a new hellboy brpd yeah. 1957 and book.
1: i'll tell you and that's like i've read quite a bit of hellboy stuff but not all of it so like for people who've been reading it forever i'm sure this is good like because it's like just like one-off stories or like three issue stories and it's it's cool but yeah it's tough for the, yeah. the newer people but anyways uh idw di joe a real American hero. Best of Storm Shadow issue one. And then from AWA Joe, we got Absolution Issue Two. Did you read Absolution One? Because I missed I, it.
0: So I they didn't Newberry Comics didn't have okay. issue one. So I bought it digitally. Um, so I just haven't read it yet. It looks fantastic. The reviews I've I've seen on it um, are fantastic. So this is one I'm definitely looking forward uh, to catching up on.
1: Okay. Uh from Vault, we got Mindset Issue Two, which you and I were both like. didn't understand the hype quite as much like it was yeah and
0: i don't know if i'll pick i mean i said i'd pick up number two but i don't know if i will
1: to be honest i i don't know if i will either they also got quest aside issue four uh from dynamite we got 007 issue one by philip kennedy johnson and marco finnegan uh aftershock astronaut down issue three which i missed second one i did like the first one and i called dibs on that title so i got a me get my hands on the second issue. Um, and then there's something wrong with Patrick Todd issue. Which two. I want to read because okay. th-
0: that first one definitely piqued my interest.
1: Okay. And then Samurai Doggy issue one from Chris Tex and Santos. Um, and it's wrap. To finish up the week, we got Valiant, Archer, and Armstrong issue four. I still got to get my hands on that Um, the new, uh, what is it, Shadow Man team first mm. issue. I didn't get to go. Oh, I, I
0: got the first. Issue. I haven't read it yet, but I got it.
1: Okay, yeah, glad I didn't, uh, you because uh, with the move and everything like that and what's going on. I didn't excuses. time. Uh, we move over to August 17th, Joe. Take it away.
0: All right. So, light week for Marvel. Uh, at least um floppy-wise, um Hulk number 8, uh, X-Men 13, Daredevil number 2, Star Wars the Mandalorian number 2. X-Men 92, House of XC, bop, 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 And then number ones from Marvel, Axe, Death to Mutants, number one, written by Kieran Gillen, art by Gula Villanova. And then we have Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, number one, written by Jody Houser, art by Ibram Robinson. We have The Avengers, 1 million BC, number one, written by Jason Aaron and Kev Walker. Um, The secret origin of Thor revealed that could be one I could be possibly interested in Um, X-Men unlimited X-Men green. Number one written by Jerry Dugan with art by Emilio Lasso and then Ultraman, the mystery of the ultras um, of the ultra seven number one.
1: So I'll tell you what I was laughing at the Avengers 1 million BC title at first, but then the secret origin of Thor revealed. I kind of, I'm interested like yeah i'll
0: definitely give that one a peek
1: make that the freaking title like (laughs) i know it's a long one but it's better than avengers 1 million bc like yeah if you get if you gonna if you're
0: gonna give it like a fucking ridiculously long name just call it the avengers the secret origin of thor number one
1: yep boom i'll tell you what too like kids are gonna like both of those titles Adults are not going to want to read Avengers 1 million BC. No,
0: A kid's going to see this and see Avengers, and then they're going to see a a one with a bunch of fucking zeros, and they're going to have to figure out what number that is in their head. Fuck that. They're going to skip it and move on next. They see Thor in there. They're going to grab it. Yep. My my fucking cousin's going to see that, and he goes, no, this is going to fucking move on.
1: (laughs) No one wants to do fucking math. Uh, We move over to DC. We don't have any one millions in this one, but we do have Nightwing 95. Batman the Night uh issue 8, Batman Superman World's Finest issue 6, DC versus Vampires all out war issue 2, Black Adam issue 3. That is a hell of a week. And then around it all out we have Batman One Bad Day The Riddler issue 1 written by Tom King with art by Mitch Gerards. Um I know it's Tom King and Batman and that gives you PTSD, but, but He's right, but uh, he's
0: writing the Riddler, so as far as I know, Riddler mm-hmm. doesn't have a thing for Catwoman, so
1: it should be okay okay yeah <laughs> yeah you should be fine this is a part of a, ser- a larger series too like one i think i think i don't know if it's one bad day or it's just something with all his videos yeah. that they're doing and i'm, I'm excited yeah. about that because taylor has I, one I, too
0: yeah i mean it's I, that, a great concept so I'll, I'll definitely check that one out take us through image all right gunslinger spawn 11 undiscovered country 20 silver coin 13 something tells me that one's gonna be spooky as shit uh, Do a Powerbomb number three Love the book, hate the title uh, Bloodstained Teeth number five Ordinary Gods number eight Seven Sons number three Nita Haas Nightmare Blog number seven Yes baby um, Above Snakes uh, number two Written by friend of the show uh, Sean Lewis uh, And then we have a couple number ones here We have 20th Century Men number one Written by Dennis Camp Art by um S- S uh, Morian couldn't give yep. me your first name there, Nicholas. Nope,
1: that's not my fault. Hey, who are really cool <laughs> you to judge creators and how they want to use their pen names? You
0: well, dick. I don't know if it's Scott or Sally. Who knows? They were, you know. You this know, is just, true. They. Um, what you call them? They. They. Easy. Yeah. They. They. They Morian. Uh, the last Shadow Hawk number one, written by Brian Haberlin with art by Philip Tan and Daniel Henriques, uh, and then Nicholas. This is right up your alley. Uh, mm. the shirtless bear fight, mm. two, yeah. Number one, apparently, there was a shirtless, there was already a shirtless bear fight, volume one. So now we get in volume two, is written by uh, Jody Lahip and art by Nil uh Vendral. Uh, boom, we have um Alice Ever After, number five, uh, Dune, the Waters of Cantley, number four, and then from Dark Horse, we have mm. Tales from Harrow County, Lost Ones, number four, uh, and it, by you know written by cullen bunn and then we have another cullen bunn book dropping at the towards the end of this month yep parasomnia the dreaming god number one again written by cullen bunn art by andrea moody uh, Cullen Bunn and Andrea Moody return with their hit adventure tale of two worlds split between dreams and reality as the hunt for his missing son continues. Our hero shifts worlds from the nightmarish Lovecraftian dreamscape to a cyberpunk metropolis where a rootless cult continues to plague him and the reality and fantasy continue to blur. So I got to reread Parasomnia 1. I mean, Damn. it was trippy as hell, uh, yeah. but I, I did enjoy it. I'm looking forward to this. Um, so uh, and and speaking of which, you. gotta 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 reach back out to our man there.
1: Yes, yeah, I am I'm with you on that one. Um, and I do want to say the the twentieth century men from Image. I am gonna give that one a look. I am interested in in that one. Um, not the bear fight though. I'm good on bear <laughs> fights. Thank you though. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, as for IDW, we got Yusagi Jimbo thirty coming out. Dark Spaces Wildfire issue two, and then I have no idea how you pronounce this. True, be, true kilt, true cult. Um, I, true don't cult? It's, it's I don't spelled know. It's true cult, but the user V's and then the cat, the C is a U in cults. So I don't know. Uh, issue one by Scott, Bryan Wilson and Leanna Kangas um, from AWA. We got new think issue three and then vault. We have barbaric ax grind issue one. We just got a one shot from vault recently and it was comic of the week for me. Um, Michael Morisi and Nathan Gooden, uh, this the creative team on this and I think I'm going to have to do you know if obviously if time allows uh, timing I guess allows I'm going to do uh, an episode on Barbaric maybe this week um that it, that this issue comes out because I I really love that one shot and I am very excited coming into this um this is the start of the second arc um follow Owen and his magical companion the Tender talking axe as they spread kindness and hope in a world gone bad just kidding owen axe and soren are back and so is all the mayhem and bloodshed that follows them wherever they go this time they're out to settle an old score against gladius a wicked asshole who did owen wrong way back in his barbarian days as always it's just fucking barbaric. Axe is worth the price of admission. So, like, read the first arc if you haven't already. It's awesome stuff. I will talk about it on the show. Uh, the first, not that the first
0: week, arc. not that week.
1: Oh, not that week. Yeah, because we got stuff. Uh, what's what? What is that week? That is. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Nope. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. But we, may, yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Um. Anyways, also from Vault that week, we have Heart Eyes issue one by Dennis Hopeless. And Victor Ibanez, um, real quick, sanity-eating monsters ended humanity. The unlucky few who survived now hide in the cracks of a broken world. I'm kind of interested in that. Um, especially Dennis, like, last name Hopeless. It's kind of, I'm sure it's a pen name, but that's kind of a lot. Um, <laughs> anyways, we also got Dynamite Immortal Red Sonia, issue 5, the first issue of Lady Hell, written by Eric Burnham and Zengis Kasabolatov um comiXology we got canary issue two one of the best comics going joe you should really consider reading it uh i have been oh no uh, oh you have yeah yeah funny um that one would be inexcusable that would be like a mortal sin like you'd have to face like punishment on the show <laughs> like we're talking like 40 year old version version punishment on the show um yeah yeah uh, oh, on, on, take yeah. off my plumage that would, yeah, I would that would hurt yep mm-hmm. that would hurt um, yeah that would that be fun Then from Aftershock, we got Jimmy's Little Bastards, issue one, written by Garth Ennis and art by Russell Braun. I'm just interested in this because Garth Ennis, I'm always going to give Arth Ennis stuff a shot. Um, In this one, I'm curious, Joe, how you feel about it here in the synopsis. After the shattering events of his last adventure, Jimmy is on on extended leave from British intelligence, sliding slowly into middle age with carpet slippers, tragic sweater, and a cup of cocoa to match. The former sexist super spy is even reevaluating his attitude toward women. Uh, his daughter uh, Nancy is taking up the slack. Is taking up the slack in fine style, cutting a bloody swath through the Regent Rogues gallery. Any interest in that? I, I mean, it's got potential. I mean, it, it's Ennis. It's it's always got potential, right?
0: I mean, mm-hmm. yes. so I mean, I, I agree. It, 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 it'll, it'll all depend on how weird or how serious he wants to take this. And it sounds like uh, it's actually probably sounds going will meet somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah. Now I do have an Ennis title. I think it's from Aftershock. It's like oversized issues that I haven't read. So I'll have to get to that one at some point. I haven't, I haven't looked at any of it. I've been. I've got all four, the first four issues purely on, on Faith and Ennis. Um, so hopefully I get rewarded for that. But let's move over to the week of the 24th, Joe.
0: This must be vacation week for the people over at Marvel. Uh, we have uh, Darth Vader uh 26 captain america symbol of truth number four and wolverine patch number five
1: i will say in their defense just so you're aware before you get into the first issues i only write down the i when my part of this listen generally speaking i only rock down the titles that we somewhat give a shit about either really give a shit about or kind of give a shit about
0: well nicholas people that are listening to the show are going to run the gamut from all age rages and all different, you know, genres mm. that they like, right? We can't be too picky and too choosy and too snobby. We got to, you know, you know, you got you know, you to put it all out there because someone My might, be, dad. Listening, someone might be listening for the first time and be like, oh, I forgot about that title. Yeah, okay. So it might. So we can't just, we can't be snobs, Nicholas. That's not why wow. we do the show. We can't okay. be snobs. All right. Okay? Fine. All right. So now okay. you just maybe look stupid. No. And uh, I don't appreciate that. Uh, so cut the shit. Uh, number one, uh, Damage Control, number one, written by Hans Rodnuff and Adam F. Goldberg, uh, artist by um, J.P. Fosiget. Yes. And th- yes.
1: Th- Adam F. Goldberg is from like the TV Goldbergs. And yeah. I tell you what, I'm interested in this because you got like a weird ass team going here. We got Moon Knight, we got She Hulk. We got Nightcrawler. I'll tell you what, right now, Moon Knight and Nightcrawler—two characters I look at—it's just in, in the history of Marvel, they just do not get a fair shake. So I'm definitely interested in giving this one a shot. I don't know if this is a—I don't think this is a one, excuse me—a one-off. Look at looking at the synopsis; it's a big-ass synopsis. So I'm not gonna read it to you guys, but I'm uh, I'm interested in so just those two characters alone. All you, bro. All you. Okay. Uh, thanks. All right, uh, DC, we got Detective Comics 1063. That's gonna be the second issue for Ron V, right? Correct, that's uh, right? And then Action Comics 1046, Robin 17. <laughs> what that's the finale, by the way. Oh, 17. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. can't do the- Yeah, okay, that's this is wild when you've been doing six issue arcs. Wow, well, yeah, to- okay, yeah, wow, Fucking horse shit. That's, I mean, damn. And, that's like, in
0: issue 16, like, I just read that. And, and you're going to end it next issue? Are you fucking me? Like, you can run a fucking arc based on what happened last issue alone.
1: So, does it make sense, though?
0: Like, will we'll, we'll see how he does it.
1: I'm saying, I'm saying, though, but, like, to this point, like, does it, like, are, are you looking at it saying there's no way you can land this plane in one more issue? Uh, I'm going to be,
0: I, I, I... Let's put it this way. I just hmm. said, I when I read issue sixteen, I'm expecting a whole new full arc based off what what what's happened. And now you're telling me it's with with the end of uh, issue sixteen and it's ending in seventeen. Hmm. Oh, I can't wait to see how he lands the plane, how, how he how he ties this up because like <laughs> I was expecting so much more. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of it is like, yeah, it stinks that it's over because I've been Mm -hmm. really enjoying it. It was been my surprise book, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for the past year plus. But like, all right, you could definitely keep it going. So we'll see
1: how this fucking thing ends. That's yeah, that's interesting. Okay, Um, then we got now again, we when we do these solicits, we're going off the only site that really lays them out for the entirety of the month you know even like marvel image they don't lay them out for the entirety of the month i do wonder though batman white knight presents red hood issue two we're gonna get both of them in the same month that does seem a little surprising um could happen yeah. we've seen stranger things happen um bit odd isn't it um but anyways we got, uh we got uh deathstroke inc issue 12 and fables 154 then we got a couple first issues. Um, uh, I know you want to get into one, but um, Olympus Rebirth issue one. I the reason I really want to highlight so writer Becky Cloonan and uh co-writer actually, uh Michael W. Conrad, but the artist Joe yes. is friend of a friend of a sh- of the show, uh Caitlin Yarsky, and making her DC debut. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Happy for her. Congrats. Yeah, yeah.
0: I talked to her fan because her art is fantastic. It is uh, and and I hope this really helps catapult her because the artwork that she's done for Sean on um, Coyote and Bliss and, and Coyote is yeah. it's so beautiful and, it, and it's it's so fantastic the the potential for her to to take off uh, is huge and so I'm glad that she's she's getting a foot in the door at DC hopefully you know they allow her to do more um, and 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 we we start you know reading her name off a hell of a lot more uh, than we have. Uh, But the book I want to just highlight real quick uh, from this week of DC is Tales of Human Target, number one, written by Tom King, art by Mikael Janin. And essentially, this is sort of a prequel to the Human Target series that Tom King just finished a few months ago, which I enjoyed very much. This is going to be a book sort of leading up to the events of what took place in that last arc so uh definitely looking forward to that
1: so with the other the human target one we you and i haven't touched base on it at all like i know you liked it but do you think it was tldr worthy at the end of it all or maybe we did no it was fun. just a
0: really good book you know okay okay you know, maybe it's maybe it's one of those that i mentioned top 10 books that we didn't talk about on the, the show it's like it's you know hovering, living in that space i think
1: okay gotcha um, right. as for image, I'll take us through image on this call round. So we got department of truth issue 20, radiant black, 16, the scorch nine, which I know Sean tweeted about so the scorch nine. So apparently so I'll strap in for that one. Uh, the rice first for righteous thirst for vengeance issue 11. That's the finale. We didn't talk yeah. about that. We we're talking about issue 10. I was blown away when we saw at the end of issue 10, that 11 is going to be the fucking final issue. Like, yeah, wow.
0: Rex, right, I was thinking that
1: was, the. <laughs> yeah oh yeah that, that, that could be yep. continued i was like what yep. that could, <laughs> okay that could have been the finale too that absolutely could have been but i wasn't ready i wouldn't have been ready for that to be the finale like it made sense no. for the story but like i didn't see it right. coming a uh, public domain issue three which that, at that point you will be all caught up because chip has put up all three issues on yes. a Substack. he has not put up four right the fourth one i haven't checked in a bit but i'll, I'll go okay. check but yeah okay and then farmhand issue 20 Rogue's Gallery issue two. That's an important issue for me for Rogue's Gallery because it may not decide it. It's it's not going to decide if I stay on necessarily, but it may have an impact on whether it be it's TLDR worthy or not. Um, and then we got speaking of uh, Rogue's Gallery, with Declan Shelby, who is a co-writer on that. We got Declan Shelby's. Um, the old dog, I'm sorry, old dog issue one, which is the writer and artist on. And it sounds kind of similar, funny enough to Garth Ennis's story, which also kind of sounded like a, uh, m- like a spin, a uh, different spin on what Mark Millar did, um, mm. with King of spies, which obviously I-, I talked about on the show and absolutely fucking loved, uh, as for old dog issue one, old dog follows Jack Lynch, a once promising CIA operative, Uh, On the eve of retirement, looking back at a failed career, he is tasked with one final mission that goes horribly wrong. He wakes years later to a changed world with even deeper changes within him. When a shadowy group offers Lynch a second chance for a life of adventure, he finds himself paired with the last person he could ever imagine. In order to adjust, this old dog will have to learn some new tricks. I'm interested in this. Yeah, so. it
0: does definitely sound interesting for show. Sure. For show, sure. for uh, show.
1: Sure. Sure. Now uh, from Skybound, we got "I Hate This Place" issue four, and then Stillwater fifteen again. Like we've seen that, where like Stillwater comes out twice in a month, I think. Um, well, Was a long
0: month too. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm, this is true. Uh, boom.
0: Uh, so boom, we have Grim number four. This is so far like this is not like I said before, contention for book of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get the return of Wind. That's we right. get wind th- the throne in the sky number one written by James Tynan the fourth art by Michael uh Dalanias and this will be the third you know major arc for this story which I talked about um a while ago now you know at this point yeah but ap- absolutely love uh love this character love this world love this story uh so definitely looking forward to that and then we have magic uh, Johnny uh Goldman uh number one Not and bad. then yep and then from Dark Horse necklace uh we have we have a couple books here we have minor threats number one written by your favorite artist our writer Patton oswalt and jordan blum um and art by scott hepburn uh we have star wars hyperspace stories number one written by amanda debert with art by lucas uh maragon uh and then yet another hellboy number one (laughs) hellboy and uh, uh mrpd 1957 fearful symmetry number one brpd thank you for the correction on that one uh,
1: that. <laughs> no worries. So, uh, wait, real, real quick on this dark horse stuff uh, uh obviously pat and oswald i've said it, like i like him as an actor but when you start to have his comic stuff <laughs> at least with the dc stuff he did i did not like that it was bad uh so i don't think i'm going to give that a look the star wars hyperspace though joe like that's that's something that's important to like pay attention to um i'm I, we get review copies so maybe we'll take a look at it but We've talked about it. Like, Dark Horse has a chance to really kick some ass with oh, Star is this, Wars. this is this
0: their first book? I'm uh, pretty, is this, this their
1: first Star Wars title? This looks like an uh, their first one. And it's, like, labeled as all-new, all ages adventure throughout the galaxy. So, I mean, you're sending it around, like, Padme. we got General Grievous in there, Anakin, and Obi-Wan.
0: Oh, yeah, 100% in on this. Because for some reason, I was, like, I was getting the IDW. And I'm like, oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. But I forgot yeah, that Dark yeah. Horse, right, is... Um, is getting the uh, is getting a whole bunch of uh, Star Wars stuff. So this, if this is the first uh, Star Wars book under Dark uh, Dark Horse, then yeah, we a hundred percent uh have to read it 100 yeah
1: the only thing is like so off the rip i'm looking at it and it's like this seems like a kid's thing especially when we say all ages it's like okay this is a kid's thing and look that's fine i just there is space for some like darker star wars stuff somewhere i'm not saying you're not gonna piss people off with it but i think there's first first something. book
0: first book i think they want to you know they just want to throw a nice little you know meatball right down the middle Fair. right because I think you want to get people to say, okay, like... Because you can write an all-ages story and still have it be really fucking good, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good way to, to say, hey, we've got Star Wars now. Check this out. You know, get people reading it. And then more titles will start to come out. And I, I, I would be stunned if Dark Horse doesn't, you know, do a couple of grittier Star Wars stories. Yeah down the road
1: i really i really hope they do um as for idw we got tmnt best of baxter stockman issue one hell
0: yeah getting that one.
1: Oh, nice uh star trek picard stargazer issue one we're not star, star trek guys so we don't care
0: yeah well i enjoy star trek but are you, you're for asking, yourself you are i enjoy i enjoy star trek yes
1: i feel like this has happened to us before and i just fucking forget it has. i'm
0: not it. obsessed mm-hmm. but i enjoy star trek very much
1: okay dynamite samurai sonya issue three Aftershock, Bunny Mask, The Hollow Inside, issue four. Uh, Comixology, Barnstormers, issue two. One of the ones you got in the draft.
0: Yeah, I'm, I, I'm so mad at myself for like being like mildly dismissive of this book when I drafted it. It's fantastic.
1: I'm very happy for you, so that way you can at yeah. least you know find a way to entertain yourself while I'm reading Canary. Um, and then from AWA, Joe, we got a number one coming out uh, on the week of the 24th.
0: Yeah, by a team I'm not familiar with uh, when it mm-hmm. comes to AWA. So, this is Emmett number one, written by Ian Grody with art by Lee Yishman or Yish, uh, Lee Yishan. Sorry. Uh, Welcome to Brooklyn through the looking glass, where a golem with benefits, a spiraling genie, and a demon who feeds on bad vibes and a mischievous mermaid collide with heartbroken, hard living, and hype obsessed humans. Uh, so, this, I mean, I'm in. Uh, it's AWA number one. You know, they, they get the yep. boom number one treatment like we read it yep. we review it nine times out of ten we love it right nine and a half times out of ten we love it so definitely looking for that. so awa is they don't have we've seen some months where they've had a lot of sort of ongoing things and multiple p- books per week this is one of those months where it's just been okay we got number one coming out this week and everyone coming out that week so a little bit slower but quality 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 quality
1: yep Absolutely. And then we got the week of the 31st from... uh, Long month. Long month. Yep. So
0: so Marvel, thanks to uh, Nick's snobbiness. We only have a few titles here. Uh, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number four. (sighs) Uh, X-Men, number 14. That doesn't seem right, but I feel like I already mentioned X-Men 14. Get get your shit together, Nicholas. Uh, Gambit, number two. Um... (laughs) <laughs> knights of x number five shang chi and the ten rings number two first uh, issue was excellent uh and then the number one we get this week from them is thunderbolts number one written by jim zub uh, art by sean um isaacs and then what what we got what do, what do we got from uh, dc nicholas
1: a lot of annuals from DC this week. Uh, Wonder Girl, Harley Quinn, The Flash. Um, but the one that, th- there was a couple of one first issues. We got DC Saved by the Bell Reeve, issue one, which I think is more for kids looking at the art. Harley Quinn, the animated series, the real sidekicks of New Gotham, special issue one. Obviously building off the show, being out right now, smart move by DC. And then I thought this one would int- interest you, Superman, War World Apocalypse issue one by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Will Conrad. Are you in on that? I'm I'm going to read it because I got a feeling
0: it's going to be sort of what catapults Clark returning back to Earth mm. and then finally putting an end to all this War World nonsense uh, that that started you know way back in Action Comics and was confusingly put in Future State with no context. Um, so, but I, I will I will give this issue a read, see how it goes. But I, I'm looking as much as I, I love Superman. Uh, son of Kalel. Um you could have that story, and you can still have Superman back sure. on Earth doing, you know. But who knows? We got to see what this whole Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, you know, goes. Yeah, Dark Crisis. Uh, yeah, plain and simple.
1: As for Image that week, it was actually a pretty slower week from them. The only ones that kind of stand out for us as titles were Spawn 333 and The Magic Order 3, Issue 2. I got to do that title on the show because I have read the first first volume of Magic Order, and I believe that's a Millar book, and that was – Pretty awesome. And this is a
0: hol- this is a holiday week, right? So I, I get why this week's a bit slow because it's leading in—it's leading into Labor Day, isn't
1: it? Oh, that's what it is. Okay, I, holidays yeah. mean oh, like I, I not that I don't enjoy holidays. They only mean so much to me because working in sports, you just work on fucking all of them. Um, brag. That's—is that a brag? I think that's not a brag, uh, at all. Like, I, I hate that. Um, anyways, uh, boom, we got House of Slaughter issue eight, and then uh, another uh, Power Rangers Unlimited. This is Power Rangers Unlimited, the Death Ranger issue one, which I'm naturally going to be interested in. This is written by Paul Allure and Catherine Lobo, so I might give this one a look. Um, leading up to Death the
0: Ranger number one. Yeah. I highlighted this one for you. You didn't have this high, highlight. I highlighted it for you because the Death Ranger, at least on the cover. Uh, of, uh, of this book looks fucking sick.
1: Yep yep but the, right. they were doing a, i gotta do a little research before this so obviously we got a little time for it but they were doing power ranger unlimited Doing an origin story for a different ranger i cannot remember who it was but i read that first issue and i was like this there's too much here and like i know mighty morphin and then i know the omega rangers are like there are from mighty morphin so like i'm interested in that you go too far beyond that and center too much around those characters like you're gonna lose me like that's where like the, the the omega rangers like they you're bringing in like some of these space rangers and it works because you have jason zach and trini but when you go too uh, far outside of that I, I don't know but death ranger does look badass so i'm gonna do some sounds research. badass too yes sounds badass yeah i'm, I'm interested in it for sure um Joe, you want to take us through these last uh, few 80 titles we got left for the weekend 31st
0: country roads take me home baby Dark Horse, we have Breakout number three. IDW, we have Transformers Shattered Glass 2, number one. AWA, I believe we have the conclusion to the Joneses, the Joneses number five. And we have Devil's Highway, number four. <gasps> Vault, Mindset number three. Yep. Dynamite, Red Sonia. Um uh, beautiful spelling on that by the way number 12 and from comics ology we have the all-nighter number nine
1: listen pal you could have let that one go you Sajna. How many, Sajna. how many fucking typos do you make and you fucking get on me where you were fine it wouldn't have mattered it's one thing if it fucks you up god what a dick you are unbelievable that's why i can't have nice things anyways uh you know i'll tell you what everybody I hope this was what you guys needed to break up your week. I needed it for me. Um, this was like just you know been a lot of craziness going on for me as I moved crossing state lines and different stuff. So thank you, Joe, the for Invenue. being a good friend as you are. Yes, the the, Invenue. the Invenue. Uh-huh. You're moving Invenue. to New Hampshire. Learn the Be- fucking signs, Brick. All right. Well, welcome uh, to New Hampshire,
0: the Keep on.
1: your papers popped now. and uh, stay sexy until next week, Joe. Yeah, you know it. (laughs) I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're done.